You are now listening to the Here for the Truth podcast, hosted by Joel Rafidi and Eurosimos. All right, everybody, you're listening to Here for the Truth podcast with Joel and Eurosimos. We have a huge topic for you today human design and gene keys, something that's becoming more popular, something that's impacted and transformed our lives. And we'd like to bring you guys a bit more depth to that conversation. If you're brand new to this, we really encourage you, um, I guess, to head to one of the links in the show notes below, either human human design or gene keys, and get to know your profile a bit, get to know your type, your profile, and it might give you a bit more context to this conversation. Um, Stay with us. We do get to foundational principles after the first five or 10 minutes of of, of this talk. It might be a little bit complex in the beginning for those that are completely green to these topics. Also, on top of that, Bella and Ashley, our two guests today, have been incredibly generous and have offered all our podcast listeners 55% off any of their courses where you can explore deeper each of the gates or keys related to your chart. We'll put that link below and the code as well. The code is TRUTH. Right before we bring Bella and Ashley on, applications for round three of Rise Above the Herd are now open. Our students are having incredible breakthroughs and we're so excited to be able to offer this to our listeners. Um, So you can head to riseaboveTheHerd.co now and find out everything you need to know. You can spend eight weeks with us in a safe space and a container and really walk the path. Um, ultimately, this is about you embodying the deeper sense of individuality, developing authentic self-esteem, and really stepping into what it means to be a free individual who is capable of reason, of rationality, of making their own decisions, and of curating a life that's truly reflective of the values that that individual has for themselves. Without further ado, here is Bella and Ashley. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 80 of Here for the Truth podcast. Today, we have two incredible human beings with us, Bella Crystal and Ashley Nicole. Bella weaves many paths into one, threading embodiment practices, tantra, and shamanism into everything she does. Gene keys and human design reveal the gifts and challenges encoded in our DNA and empower us to transmute shadow patterns into gold. We start living to the fullest, aligned with our genetic blueprint and soul, serving the whole through our creative expression. Bella's the co-founder of Unlock Your Design, an online academy where gene keys, human design, and astrology are taught as tools for self-awareness and empowerment. The mission of the academy is to guide people to embody their truth and sovereignty. And today with her, she has her business partner, Ashley Nicole, who also bridges the wisdom of gene keys and human design. Ashley believes that when you can find peace in being yourself, you stop comparing and competing with others. You're able to fully express your genius and show up healed, whole, and empowered. I love that. Thank you both so much for being here. This is obviously a huge topic. Human design and gene keys is something that's impacted our lives personally. And I mean, we're living in a time of such upheaval, chaos. There's more confusion than ever. People are looking for meaning, purpose, individuality. Um, how I guess I'd like to start this one is, Bella, how can human design and gene keys really support an individual during these times? 
It's about coming back to yourself. And some of us have explored that for a long time. And for some of us, we wake up between 30 and 40 and we realize that everything we've done in our lives was kind of based on expectations and conditioning. So whether you have already been on the path of self-discovery and had that kind of lack to, to go to walk your own path or not, I have seen that all the layers that come off, even with what I think is me, when I when I come back to to what, what really felt right from the beginning, that is always confirmed. For me, human design and jinkies has very much been like a permission slip because I thought, oh, this is what I want. But many times, because I'm a perfectionist, it was I could sample what seemed to be the way, the way to go or the best thing to do. But when I really came back, I could I could feel that I didn't have to be like Ashley. Like a lot of people around me are five ones. And in human design, that is kind of the, the leader with, with that voice, the empowered voice. And it seems sometimes like they don't really care so much about what other, others think. And for me, I was so different. And I was always kind of wanting connection. And I wanted everybody to understand each other. And I had this perfectionism in the sense also that I want everybody to have like high values and things that was very utopic maybe for for this world and then when I look at my human design I see that I'm I'm here to bring that inspiration I'm here even to to lead and guide in that way and when I actually allow myself to do that I see that a lot of five ones when we work together they can bring the more practical and maybe the more kind of down-to-earth leadership and I can bring the visionary leadership and hand in hand there is something so important as you're saying we're walking into the future the unknown i think we 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 need the powerhouses of the now and we need the visionaries of the future and that's a lot of what human design have brought to me i don't have to be something that i'm not i can be what i am and then allies are going to come together and we are we're doing it together yeah it's an incredibly powerful system of knowledge there's absolutely no doubt about that and you're right. It for what what happened for me is when I first came into contact with my chart, what I got was confirmation of everything that I kind of already knew about myself. But then all of a sudden, hey, you realize, wow, I was born this way. You know, there's 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 a divine blueprint unfolding. And why would I waste any second of my life doing anything other than what I'm here to do or who I'm born to be, um, so to speak? Ashley, would you like to share your thoughts on that? On on what's happening in the world and. And, um, and also, yeah, how, how human design gene keys impacts you today, et cetera. I think that what I did want to, to speak about, we talked a little bit about, um, as we were getting to know each other, uh, what our profiles were. And I know that I'm a five, one Bella's a four, six, Eurissimo is you are a five, one, and then Joel is a six, two. And something that I found is that the five ones have the impact they have have the power, they have the voice. Uh, we're here to influence strangers, people that don't know us. And what I found is the four sixes are here to influence when they have friends, when there's love and connection and community happening. And there's something so um, different about the six two. 
And I think that what I what I wanted to say is that the five one in a way is bridging between the six that's in the body of the four six and the six that's in the mind of the six two. And there's something very future, futuristic and visionary like Bella said with the six lines and the fifth lines are going to gather the attention. But it's our it's our job to point people towards the role models which have the six lines. We may have six lines in different areas of our charts, right? But our core profile, um, that's 70% of your personality. I'm here to be a five one. I'm here to investigate and I'm here to bring the things to, to the throat, to the voice, to share it. And that has power. But what has more power is a shared vision and also a shared platform where you're bringing other people together. It's not just about a dictator at the top, which could have been what the fifth line was before. You know, the five ones that were at the top and they were dictators and they're just, I'm in charge and you're going to listen to me and very threatening as well. But I think that as we're evolving, the profiles are evolving and we are coming into this elevated state of being. So we're needing to step up into the um, evolved profiles, the evolved way of being. And it comes from, you know, tapping into that six line reality, which we're getting close to being there collectively anyways, if you've heard of the prophecy of 2027. And um, we've been in like, you know, the Kali Yuga's 400 years, we've been here creating community and society and structures and, um, schools and hospitals and all these things that support the community. And over time, we've kind of gotten a little bit jaded, like, oh, everything's handed to us. I don't need to do anything. People have become really indifferent. But in a way, they've also given their power away to others. And so now that the powers that be are saying, you need to do this and that, people are like, wait, but I don't want to. But will you still take care of me? And what we're moving into is the cross of the sleeping phoenix, where it's about individual empowerment. And if you are not grounded and anchored in yourself and you know who you are, then guess what? You're going to be living in the victim state for a pretty long time. So things are changing and the way we need to operate needs to change. And I think that's what I wanted to, to speak to because yeah. we're moving towards that together. Yeah, I like, I like how you said that five wines are dictatorial because Erasmus almost has the exact same design as Joseph Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> down, to, down to the cross. Oh, Lord Almighty. <laughs> oh, man, you cracked me up. Well, listen, um, let's maybe create a little context for this because we, we've touched upon human design uh, in previous episodes and our audience, uh, you know, they've heard about it through us. Uh, et cetera. But maybe you can just give a little, like a brief introduction of like what human design is, what gene keys is and how they relate, how they're different. And, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Does that sound okay? Actually, do you want to go with your practicality? You want me to do it? Okay. Um, yeah. And then just add in what you feel. Oh man. Okay. Foundational. All right. So um, human design came before gene keys. And, gene, and human design was brought through in, in 87 or so by Ra Uruhu. He's a 5-1 as well. He heard a voice and the voice gave him this system, basically. And the system is based on the Kabbalah, astrology, the I Ching. Basically, it's taking the moment of birth and, and, and seeing what gate is activated by the sun and the planets. And the thing that makes human design different than astrology is that it also takes 88 days before birth. And this is called your design side, which is all the red on the left side of your chart. You have the black side, which is the personality side, which you're like, oh yeah, I recognize that. That's me. 
And then the red is kind of this unconscious in the body, but it's playing under the surface. It's there. And it's your soul in a way. So these come together to create the design, the blueprint of who you are. And when you look at a human design map, it's nine different centers, and this is how your energy flows and works. So we have gates and channels and centers, and depending on what's colored in is what your definition is. So when you say that you're a generator, you have the sacral center colored in um, linked to something else, so it's defined. You know, when you say that, like maybe a mental projector, they only have their head and their ajna potentially defined. So depending on the composition of what's defined, colored in, um, activated by the planets, uh, it's going to change the way that you operate and run in the world. And that's your that's your energy type. Did you want to add anything about human design, Bella, before we get into it? anything else? I like what you're saying. It actually changed the way it was in 1789, I think. It's, it's actually a system that speaks about human evolution. So it's not a map that is stagnant, it's transmis a transmission that is always evolving. And that's actually going to speak about how it became the gene keys. So I would say it's showing our current evolution. And for example, our awareness, how it's evolving. Before, when we were animals, it was only instinctive. Then we became humans, it, it, our awareness is instinctive, but also our left brain and our, our ability to reason. And now the, the, the awareness that we have is evolving and it's also bringing in an emotional aspect. So we have an awareness compass that is made up of our instinct, of our way of reasoning as human beings, and also our emotions. So speaking about how we are evolving and how we are more than what we were before. Uh, and also, I believe that that's why it's important to, to know our energy, what the, what the map shows when actually speaking about definition. It's, it's what she was saying is turned on in us, what we are here to express and how we are here to touch and impact the world. And wherever in the body graph where you have something white that isn't colored in, the energy direction is opposite. So you're taking in the world, you're taking in other people. You're like a filter and you can become really wise about what that energy is. So all of us are gonna have a combination in our chart of open and, and defined or white and colored in. And there are some people, very few, that have everything white. And there are mm. some people that have everything filled in. But most of us have some of each. And that is creating those energy types. And human design is kind of in one way simplifying because it says there are four energy types. And this is how you move through the world. This is how you make decisions. This is how you live your, your the right strategy and authority for you to be, to be your true self in the world. And I would say... There is something with that simplification because it's just a system. It's not the truth. It's a system. It's a map. And also when we simplify, we tend to not actually get all the details for everyone. So I would say, I believe that part of Jinkies was a way of saying, we can't just put people into brackets and saying, okay, you're a generator, you're a projector, you're this, and say, you work the same. Because there's so many, there are 64 gates in the body graph. And depending on what's activated, it's going to, it's going to be different depending on how you grew up. And if you, how you were conditioned, like I said in the beginning, it's going to play out differently. So for me, what happened with the Jinkies is that it kind of, it went away from some of those simplification to something more universal. And actually, I, I would like you to kind of continue to speak about Jinkies, but that would be my bridge over to, to that system, I guess. Do you two have any questions about um, human design before we move into Jinkies to give the synopsis of that? Uh, no, maybe, I mean, maybe people everything, would need to know. everything you shared uh, resonates with me. And I feel like when I talk about the foundations of human design, those are similar things. Um, I find it interesting when I've worked with people or clients or some people like have more definition than others. 
some of the people that have less like more open centers are like, well, I want more defined centers. Like I, what is something wrong? Is this bad? And so I think some, I, I'm just curious, like the whole, uh, when people have issues with their chart, how do you navigate that? You know, when people are like, oh, I don't, I don't like my chart. Where there's resistance, that's where the work is because we're yeah. here to love ourselves. Like for a while, Ra was like, love yourself. It's just about loving yourself. Love who you are. And I know for me, uh, I have an affinity for the open centers. I think that's why I had a reflector daughter. After I, mm. I got into these systems, I got pregnant again unexpectedly. And then I was like, oh, no. And I had a girl after having three boys and she happened to be a reflector. So I was like, oh, oh a rarity here. I have a girl and she has all open centers. So that's awesome. Um, but I love the potential of the open centers because um, it's a way to connect. It's a way to receive information from the other. It's that's that's that psychic energy that I'm like, oh my gosh, a way to connect and to feel somebody else when they have their definition and and you plug in, then you get to receive them. It's like it it just feels so amazing to to connect with people in that way. When there's a lot of definition, there's not a lot of ways to connect, and so there's also a lot of fixedness, and they can't really empathize because they don't know what it's like to feel you. Because if you have all of your centers defined you know who you are. And it's kind of like fixed in that way. So there's not a lot of way to relate, but when you have openness, it's a way mm -hmm. to relate. And when you do composite charts, so when you stick two people's charts on top of each other, you can see what, what draws them together. What are the electromagnetics? What makes the sparks and, and, and where do they want to link up and sync up to make death? definition and where is the openness that they can explore together which becomes this potential adventure for them to to explore so th that's really cool aspect of human design as well yeah that's that's awesome i have a reflected daughter myself um and i'm married to a manifester so finding out that that information was life-changing oh my gosh <laughs> i'm sure yeah, yeah and no you go yeah, go ahead I was just going to say, it just allows us to, to, when we get to understand ourselves, understand others, we know how to love people. We know how we like to be loved. And when we understand, there's a lot more forgiveness that can happen when people are just being them. And you're like, why aren't you being like me? Well, they're not you because this is about yeah. individuation and we need to be different. And what does it mean to be fully expressed is to be you in your full authenticity, bring it to the world without the shame and the blame and the guilt that kind of fragment us. And then we're not really being ourselves in the world we're just walking on eggshells around people being like do you love me do you accept me what do i need to say or be to 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 be liked you know yeah i i i love human design i, I first uh came across it like 10 years ago but i would say eight years ago is when i first kind of like was was going down that rabbit hole a bit and what it's done for my partnership my wife's a three five projector and, and just in terms of like navigating different individuals and 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 uh, I also say this, like, I love human design for, and a lot of these other systems too, because it's like, we live in this world where people are comparing themselves to other others all the time, especially with social media. And it's like, here we have tools, we have knowledge that allows us to like, get out of that, like, fuck that shit, love yourself yeah. harder, you know, know yourself on a, on a deeper level and be the most fucking awesome version of yourself and then see what happens. So I think it's incredible. Yeah, so before we speak about the gene keys, which I want us to get yeah, into, yeah. I do believe that it's not only about being the most awesome your, yourself you can be. I definitely feel it goes back to what Joel was saying in the beginning, the world, how it's changing and the chaos. I actually feel very strongly that if we don't step into our authenticity and our 
authority, our true authority, is actually going to be very hard to survive in this world. Like I, I say that like with all the with, with a lot of kind of weight to it. Um, and I think that there has already the last few years been markers of that, that if you don't follow your own true authority, if you don't know yourself, you don't know who you are, you're kind of in danger in, in this society. So I kind of, maybe go back to that a little later, but I feel like yeah. it's kind of coming close to a point where it's not only about living your amazing life, we're changing from a first line reality, like Ashley was saying, the crossword planning, a lot of things, structures, a lot of, you have, I don't know how many different specialization in medicine and in all different sectors and areas there are. And a lot of that, we are going to move out from that specialization, that kind of foundational detailed way of living into something that we don't know. We're moving from 400 years of that first line reality, kind of foundational and building in something more tangible to something that's not tangible at all, a six line reality, because it's actually moving backwards in the lines. And that is something that we don't know. Like, I don't know from other lifetimes, but none of us who are alive now has have experienced anything like that. And here I think that there is something also important where we are, we are looking into the sixth line, people that have six lines in their profile, maybe in their personality, in their in the profile, in their design. You know, how are they already kind of in, in one way or another coding for what's coming? And and yeah. I think it's important while we're here, can we just get like a brief one-liner on what each of the lines mean just for whoever's listening? You do it, Bella. <laughs> yeah, so the first line is foundational. It is the investigator in human design and it's the creator in the gene keys. So it's that first, the first step. We, we kind of see if somebody works, something works or something doesn't work, if it's weak or if it's strong. It's kind of hands-on, it's physical. It's that first step. Um, and in human design, we say that it lives in the basement. So it's kind of alone and it's focused on one thing. It likes to investigate that to know that it's, it's safe to build on. And then we have the second line that's very different from the first line. So the second line doesn't really care about the science of it or, you know, how many times it's been tried. The second line is much more living out of inspiration. And that means that it actually gets to be picky because you can't be inspired by everything. So often we see the second line as the dancer or as the hermit. It's going to hermit when it doesn't want to dance because there's no, no fun dance partner. Um, and it's going to dance when somebody comes along and it's like, oh, I feel you. There's some flow here. There's some effortlessness. We can just dance together. So it's, it's that person that is a little bit unaware of itself, but in the dance with the other, it gets to see itself. And then we have the third line, and that's the changer, uh, or it is the, what is it in human design, Ashley? Martyr. The martyr. martyr. Oh, yeah, I don't like that word. That's why I forgot about it. So that's the, <laughs> if the second line is in the house, in the the same the same thing as the first line is in the basement, the second line is inside the house, the windows are open, and it when it's having that expression, other people see it, and that's why they are going to call it out and say, dance with me. Uh, so it's in the house. The third line is in the house too going up the stairs between the second within the first and the second floor uh, so it's that person that's going to be in movement be in interaction other people are coming up or down the stairs it might stumble it's like oh this was not safe to be 100 people in the stairs so it's going to figure out by that experimentation 
what works and what doesn't work. And when it knows what doesn't work, it can change the world, right? And it's the martyr in the sense that, you know, you're going to see it roll down the whole stairs and come up and be completely like full of dust. And then it's but the, the cool thing with the third line is it's going to stand up and it's going to dust off whatever is on and it's ready to start experimenting again. Um, and all these first lines, the one, two, three, they are kind of individuals. So the first line is investigating for its own sake. The second line is dancing for its own sake. And the third line is experimenting for its own sake. They are personal lines. So they are they are doing it for, for them, you could say. And we could also speak about the chakra system. It's more about the lower chakras, the me chakras, the kind of doing it for, for you and for, in a way, your survival. You don't see anything else than that. And then we come up to the, to the three top lines, the four, the five, and the six. So the four, we could say in a way, builds on the first line. It doesn't have to do the investigation of the first line, but it still needs that foundation because it kind of takes the creation from the first line or the investigation from the first line and says, look, like this is what I have used in my life. This really worked. This thing that, that the first line has created is something that I use and that it's made me, it's made this in my life. So it's it's the, because it speaks for spokesperson for something. It stands on the balcony on the second floor and it's speaking from its heart about this thing that works. Uh, and people, like Ashley was saying before, there are going to be people that resonate with that. There are going to be relationships where there is trust and they're going to come and be like, oh, this works for you. You know, I want to tap into that too. I trust you. I, I feel you. I connect with you. So the fourth line is the line of sharing. It's the line that we call uh, the opportunist, because in all these people that trust it, there's going to be opportunities. In the jinkies, we call it the server. I would like to call it the lover, because I think for a fourth line, the very important thing is to do what you love. If, if we have the chakra system again, this would be the heart center. It's the, the fourth chakra. Uh, and then we have on the, on the second floor, we also have the fifth line, inside. So the same way the second line is inside and has that kind of physical beautiful talent, we can speak about the fifth line as the mental talent. So an, an ability to be very practical and find solutions. In the gene kits, we call it the fixer. And in human design, we call it the heretic because it's here to speak its own truth from its own understanding, for its own, from its own crystallization of whatever it is that it has gone through and universalized. And often we don't see them because they're inside at their desk or something. Maybe we see them because they're publishing a book or a system or something. So it's very easy to project on them. The same way we project on the dancer, the second line that they can dance, on the fifth line we're going to project that they have the solutions. And then we make them responsible for that. And if they don't live up to our projection and our, our expectations, we want to cut their head off. So that's kind of a, we say that that's a very powerful line in that sense. And like we said before, a lot of, leadership qualities are here for good and for bad. Uh, and then we have the sixth line that is up on the roof. And this is the visionary or the teacher in, in the gene keys. And it's a role model in human design. So here we have a line that kind of has had to go through all the other lines. It has a first part of the life where, where it looks very much like the third line, up and down the stairs, falling down, being tumble dried. And then around 30, it comes up from that stairs and said, hey, don't, I can't do this anymore. I'm not made for this. I'm not so robust. Goes up on the roof. It starts 20 year of discernment where, it, you know, in the worst case, it doesn't want to dip its foot down into the world again. But best, but what it's here to do and what it do be does best is to actually be able to discern, again, kind of how the world works and what's possible, what's not possible. And 
after those 20 years of discernment, it can really be a role model in the sense that it dares to walk down into the world and going back to what we said before, being authentic, being in its own true authority, not caring about having to be a leader. No, just being inspired to be the best that the sixth line can be. And by that, it's going to kind of spark and unlock in others what it is to authentically be yourself and an example, the best example of yourself in the world. Um, yeah, I guess that's the, that's the run through of all the lines. Yeah, well said. Thank you so much. Okay, so how was Gene Keys born out of human design? Yeah, so Richard actually learned from Ra, worked closely with Ra. He um, he was a, an HD analyst and he knew all the things like inside and out. And he came to Ra with this way of evolving HD. And Ra said, as a manifester, get out of my house. Like, no, <laughs> no, it's not happening. And so the only thing that Richard could do to make his creation come to life, because Richard has um, a first line in his core or vocation sphere and a first line in his culture sphere in the gene key sequence, he needs to create, he needs to bring that out of him. There's something that's unique to him that he needs to bring to the world. And he's a four, six profile. So he wants to share his truth. And when he arrives at the truth, he can't not share it. And so if Ra's going to tell him, you can't bring this into my system. We can't evolve the system and use your your gene keys. Uh, he created his own system. And where Ra's system is a little bit more left brain analytical, uh, Richard's system is a little bit more flowy and contemplative and maybe more right brain. So when you merge the two systems, it makes a beautiful harmony because we have, you know, the the logical and the and the and the abstract and the flowy. And and, and basically the gene keys works through. Um, they have the golden path and the golden path takes you on your own hero's journey where you're going to go through your activation sequence where you're going to find what your genius is. It about, it's about activating your genius and getting through the challenges of your mind and breaking through into actually your body where you can attain that core stability. When we have that core stability, guess what? We can meet relationships with um, individuality and equi equanimity and also like give from an overflowing cup versus a cup that is like codependent. So when you don't have that anchoring in yourself, you get into relationships and with your wounding and all sorts of patterns ensue. And so when you go into the Venus sequence, it's like coming back home to yourself, to your heart, to reparent yourself. And so we go up through the Venus sequence um, from, from the purpose to the attraction, see kind of interacting with the world, seeing who we are bringing into our life. And from that, we have our dharma bringing us these people and the car is generated by what happens when I get into interaction with these people. And when we get to the IQ sphere, this is the third seven-year cycle of your life where you're like 14 to 21. And this is where you're establishing your values. This is where you're kind of bumping heads with your parents, figuring out who you are, what are rules, all these things. And so that's that's the, the, the mind, the values, and it's um, coded by Venus. Then we move into the EQ sphere where it's the realm of emotions from age seven to, to 14. And that's where we are um, just learning about emotional competency or not. Did you have any role models? Did anybody help you learn how to be with your emotions? I know you guys are both emotional authorities. And so did you have any role models that helped you learn how to ride your wave? Were you very impulsive in a way? Because you know that the authority is weight, 
wait um, for clarity after the wave has passed. So a lot of people get really impulsive. You can make decisions on, on an emotion, even excitement, or in anger. It's like riding the wave to see what's the content there. And um, that's the second seven-year cycle. Then we get to the SQ as we're traveling back up into the Venus. And this is all about where we learned to be in this world of form and our heart and our physicality. And this is where we have no boundaries or barriers because we're, we're children looking for a mentor, looking looking to the world. And so we're easily, um, I, I want to say the word corrupted, but I don't really mean corrupted, but that's what popped into my head, corrupted and um, conditioned. And uh, we want to reparent ourselves so that our inner child feels safe. And, and, and then we move into the core. And the core is what, what you experienced in your, um, in your mother's womb. And it's also where we find our core wound that we took on for humanity to transmute. And it becomes our greatest gift to the world in a way because we work with our wound and it becomes our vocation. And that fuels our whole pearl sequence, which is all about prosperity and your legacy and your individual expression in the world. And when you do it from a place of altruism versus selfishness, um, it is it is a, a legacy that is creative versus destructive. So we take this whole hero's journey where we are going into the traumas of our childhood to reparent ourselves, to gain our core stability so that we can meet the world in wholeness and um, give back in a way, make the world a better place. Very it's more cool. poetic. It's very, it's very much poetic and beautiful. And I would like to also just make clear for people that they numbers that we're using in human design and in the jinkies are exactly the same. So whatever numbers you find in your human design chart, we're taking these numbers and we're using it in the jinkies. The current jinkies profile has 11 of those numbers. And this is, these are the planets that are closer in our solar system, closest to the earth. However, Richard works with all the planets and he has already mapped the next three planets that are not in the current chart, but he did this more than seven years ago, the three next ones. And I've heard him speak about at least three other sequences where he has the North Node and the South Node, where he has even some asteroids. So there is something with the Jinky system where it's very much a living transmission. And a lot of it has already been seen by Richard, but because he has that first line in several different planets, like Ashley was saying, he kind of needs to to take it his his pace and make sure that it kind of, you know, it's the right timing to release it to the world. Because sometimes for the first line, they kind of stay in the investigation stage for a long time and they they are a little bit kind of reluctant to give away the baby. So, but what I do know with the jinkies and what I love with the jinkies is that when you work with them, you kind of become part of that transmission. And there is, to a degree, there is openness for, for you to be a vessel for it. And I think that that is why Ash and I, still are doing this after several, several years, because we feel like there is still this space and place for us to, to develop it and work with it our way. And I also feel that where we are at in our journey with Unlock Your Design and the basics that have, that have been created is also to see that these are also languages more than, they're tools and languages, and they can be synthesized with a lot of other work. So for example, Jurassimus, I know that you were doing true body intelligence. I know that that's Bob Cooley's work from the beginning. I have studied both with Christopher and just online, but done a lot of and understood a lot of the people in LA that are working with Bob's work and what they are doing. Uh, so for me, it, it feels very much that this is a living transmission and a language that we can use. It's a map, or these are maps, it's a system, and it wants to kind of be, it wants to come through people 
that are also mixing it into like their transmissions and their in their truth. I don't think we should be like copying the founder or each other. It comes it comes through our filter. Like Ashley was saying before, it comes through what, what we are here to give to the world. And that's why I'm specifically interested about these kinds of conversations where I know that I think none of us are just like a jinky guy or human design analyst. No, these are parts of that thing that we're bringing to the world. And, and that is, I feel that's what's exciting. And that's why I could never have stayed with just human design and having signed what I can do and what I can't do. That for me would be too limiting. Uh, what I've seen is there are people, amazing people, ambassadors in the Jinkies, and even people that don't have any kind of background with it, that just found the transmission. And now they're doing something with like the dream arc, the animals. Like there's there's so much we can do with it. And I think it doesn't end with Rob, didn't end with Richard. And we have rolled through the archetypes, actually, like we were saying in the beginning. And that's also a little bit of a, something, something different and new that you can do with it. What inspired you to create your Unlock Your Design website? Like, um, like how'd that, how'd that well, come about between the two of you? Like, Yeah. Well, with my fifth line practicality, I think when I was first engulfed in Gene Keys and Human Design, I was living it and speaking it. And I knew that it wasn't as easy to find all the materials for it unless you got the book. But Human Design seemed to have things scattered all over the place. And it just didn't feel like everything was in one place. And I had had this idea of having like doors. And when you unlock the door, you get all the information. I didn't know they were going to turn into archetypes. I just had this idea of open the door and here's all the information. I wanted to make it mysterious and like all that stuff. And I let it go because I didn't take initiative on it. And I was like, oh, it's a cool idea. But I didn't have anyone to help like bring it to form with me. And um, a 6-2 projector kind of came and put me and Bella together said, oh, you guys should be together. And I guess the rest became history because that's just kind of what came through us. We developed these archetypes where we bridged the gap between gene keys, human design, astrology, and the I Ching, put them together like they were all making a baby and then created these archetypes because it's way easier to relate to something inside of you if it's personified, if it is anthropomorphized where it's like mm -hmm. a person. Because you can have a conversation instead of being this abstract thing that you're like, oh, this personality trait. It's more like I am the liberator, which is Gene Key 39 or um, Human Design Gate 39. You can say and claim it. And I think it's about not only getting to know these archetypes that are in your chart. Yes, that's the first place you go, but it's literally making peace with all of them because it's it's wholeness. Wholeness is all 64. Because if you don't have it in you, but you have a, re a strong reaction to one of them, then you're just pushing parts of yourself away through another person that's just embodying that trait, you know? Actually, tell them about the 59 maybe, just for an <laughs> yeah. example. Okay, I'll tell you about the 59. Well, my Play life's work, yeah, go ahead. The Playmate, 59? Oh yeah, good job, how do you know? Oh, well, it's in one of your guys's designs. Well, yeah, I think yeah. it's in Joel's, I mean, I have, right? I love your Joel, website. where do you I've, have I've it? Looked up, I've looked up people on your website like like many times, so. Yeah, and you mentioned the Liberator before, That's I think that's my wife's um, archetype. Yeah. yeah. I, wake, I wake up every morning and I claim mine. I just say I'm the prophet every morning, so it works. I am the prophet. <laughs> And Joel, yeah. is the 59 your, is on the sign side, is it the, which radiance one is it? Your, is it, yeah, the earth or the sun or the radiance? Radiance. The radiance. Oh, okay. Wow. Do you have the six? Yep. Oh, you have the whole channel. Okay. Yep. We, bo we both have the whole channel. Okay. Oh, I, feel, I feel dominated over here.
over here. I, I have the six and only the six and it's the gate of friction. And so it doesn't necessarily like the 59, but the 59 can break down its walls. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's the channel of mating. I have four children. Um, someone broke down my walls. Another five, one broke down my walls. Um, uh, when we were channeling the archetypes and bringing through, I say channeling and also going into the information. I have an open head and uh, open head Ajna and throat. So hmm. like saying the 39 just popped into my head, but it's relative to you guys, you know, yeah. it's relative to, to Joel. Uh, I could not connect to the 59 when we first were trying to bring it through. I, I, I was in charge of the aesthetics of the website. Bella kind of dove into the copy. So a lot of the copy is all Bella going into the gene keys, going into the human design, really pulling into like, okay, what is this going to, how is this going to come through? How do we make it human? You know, and not like relatable, but like the exalted relatable and not too out there where you can't even, it's like, oh, the acidic frequency, oh, who's ever going to be that? It's like just relatable enough and it has its Achilles heels, you know? So it can be a hero of your life. Well, I, we were bringing, we were bringing in the 59 and I just could not connect to it. I didn't get a visual of it. I also had like a lot of repressed like stuff with my body and sexuality and I couldn't even connect to the 59. It's, 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 it is very sexual. And when it comes with the six, it's the gate, it's mating. So I was having things I was working through and, and in integrity, I couldn't even bring it through. I, I like my soul wouldn't even let it come through because I did not embody it. I did not connect to it. And so it sat with some random thing. I was like, oh, here's the portal to the 59. They can figure out what the 59 is. Um, and it looked very different than all the pages. And it stayed that way for a, a while until we did the next iteration because we're just improving it over and over and over again. And we started to do courses as well for it. So diving even deeper into the embodiment of it, we have 64 courses now, and now we're perfecting the courses. So it's like, we keep going around the spiral. And every time I return to the archetypes, I, I, I embody and learn more and more about them. But I just couldn't bring through the 59 <laughs> when it was time. So would you say someone that's curious to, to, to learn more is to go to your website and then read read their their archetype and just let it sit with them? And then would you recommend them to also read through all the other 64 and see, see how they dance with each one and see if there are any triggers or any judgments? Cause that could shine a light for, for potential uh, continued inner work that needs to happen. I would say it's good to kind of have a way of doing it because I think it can be overwhelming to just say, I'm going to read everything. I speak several languages. And at some point I, when we still used books, I, I would look at, a few pages of words every day and I, that's kind of crazy because you know like the Spanish Italian lexicon or whatever it's called like it, it's a way of doing it that I don't actually think is sitting it's not coming it's not staying inside so I would say always let life show you so if you are dating somebody and their life's work is something of course you want to look at that um, and the other way that we are doing with people is that we're we're walking with the sun. We're walking with the transits. Wherever the sun is, it's going to illuminate. That's what the sun does, right? So that if we have 365 days in a year and all the 64 gates are in, in that year, it's, it means that we're going to be 5.7 days in each one of the 64 gates. So just walk with the sun and it's going to illuminate it. We can see it in society. We can see it with things that happen. We can see it between me and Ashley. Sometimes we're like, oh yeah, of course this would happen now because we're in this <laughs> gate. So definitely we are calling 
it walking the wheel. We can we have also called it before when we go a little bit deeper, portals of deconditioning. Because when you go deep into what's there, you know, like that's tantra, kind of that what I say with facing life, face whatever, whatever is there. Well, then you are going to evolve, decondition, take up, peel off the layers and, and more of, of the real you is there. So I would say the trans is absolutely. And then the people that come into your life, super important. And I also think it's important when it comes to human design and jinky. Some people are only looking at the spheres in the spheres in the jinky chart. I actually th think that the definition in the body graph is important. So let's say you have two channels. You have the 23, 43, and you have the 659. No, but maybe these are not even in your jinky chart. I believe that it's super important because these are themes, like Ashley was saying in the beginning there, that you're here to live out and impact the world with. You want to look at that archetype and be like, how am I impacting? And knowing the jinky is something we didn't really explain. We explained more of the math. The jinky is, is all about frequency. So it's either a contracted fear frequency or it is an open, expansive kind of heart uh, frequency or acceptance frequency. So you want to know those archetypes and see, okay, am I living it out? Am I living out the 59, just wanting to penetrate everything and everyone without, you know, discernment or consent? Or am I, am I really the playmate that I'm there and to poke people's wall a little bit and to be playful and to, to see that they can be intimate or at least starting with transparency and honesty of why they, they don't want to pull down, take it around their walls. Now, what is your expression what frequency is your expression of that theme that's in your life? So for me, I would say the first place to go is what I feel intuitive right now is look at your human design body graph, see what channels you have, read the archetypes of those channels and see if you're kind of living up to that hero frequency in a way, because they are like, they are relatable to humans, but they're a little bit beyond humans if you read archetypes. And that's, that's for a reason, because I think that sometimes with what you said in the beginning, Gerasimus too, with social media and comparison, like we have forgotten to identify with the superheroes. I, I feel as adults, at least, we come comparing within each other. And I feel when I read the Liberator, which is my North Node and my Ascendant, I really feel like good. You know, I feel like, oh, that's that's the potential that I have to lean into. Or the same with the 28th, Daredevil. Sometimes when I'm in existential kind of pain or even despair, I read the 28th and I'm like, yeah, it's the quest for purpose. And sometimes it hurts, you know, it, it's with me there too. So the potential that's there, it's what I feel that the archetypes are bringing to you. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I've never, um, Gene Keys is really new for me besides going and getting the free chart uh, on the website and, and reading through the summary there uh, multiple times. And then going to the, the, I have the main book as well. And then reading the Gene Keys for, I guess the four main gates that are what personality, sun and moon and, um, sun and earth. yeah, uh, I've, I haven't done it for like, Hey, I have a 59, six channel. I have the two fourteen channel. Like I haven't read those specific, uh, gene keys. So I'm curious to, to do that. As soon oh as my possible. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we need to know all parts of ourselves and you can even like, I don't know, like just, it can be very logical in your approach where you're like, okay, I'm just going to follow the gene key path and we'll do the activation sequence and we'll do the Venus. Or you can literally like take the gene key book and go, boop, 
pop it open and be like, what's what's here for me? It doesn't even need to be yours. I feel like there's a message in all of them. Or if you're on our website and you're like scrolling through all the doors, like they're all numbered and stuff. And you just be like, oh, I think I'm going to pop into the 16 or the 52 and then just see what's there or ask a question. It can all be used as an oracle because these are all they want to work through you. They want to work for you. And Richard has a transmission, Ra has a transmission, and you have a transmission. And you don't need to, it's just like the priest in the Catholic church. You don't need to go to the priest to get to God. You just go into yourself. And it helps to have kind of that, like you're walking around in the dark trying to feel into, all right, where is this archetype? But once you know where it's at, you plug in and then it's like, all right, I'm getting to know you. And then it starts having a personal relationship with you because it's in you. We have them all. And at one time or another during the year, you have all the archetypes activated. So at one point, you have all 64 archetypes as you're like walking the wheel with the sun. And that's kind of a very intense journey because six days in each transit is a lot. So to really be like, it's very quick. It's like speed dating with the archetypes, like six days to get to know somebody. I don't know. So how would you like follow the sun? Like, is there a, a website? Like, like right now, I have no idea to go like, hey, we're in this. Yeah, well, it- can can I share maybe, or is this going to be a video? A podcast. This is video. Yeah, it's video and, and, um, and. I want to show, I feel like I really want to just show the genetic matrix so that, so that it's a little bit more clear how, how the weed sure. works. You want to make her, sh- you want to give her permission to share? On our website too, we have, we made a whole um, transit calendar. So it shows everything on there too. And then the links to the archetypes as well. So is that like a cheat sheet or something? I think I might've downloaded it. I think I said, yeah, I I was like, Hey Joel, check this out. I, even though I haven't looked at it yet, I was like, check it out. So here we have all the constellations in the sky, Leo and Scorpio and Aquarius. That's always there. What also exists according to the I Ching is that you have all the 64 hexagrams, 64 gates, 64 gene keys. They are also in the wheel. So for example, right now we are in Cancer, soon going into Leo. So you see, this is the the circle with the dot in is the sun and it's here in Cancer and also in gate 62. In, In very, like the last, last, actually you can see on the side here. Yeah, so it's it's 62. We're in gate 62 right now. Is that where it's? Yeah. So he, the sun is here right now. It's in Cancer and it's also in gate 62 because you have the constellations in the sky, all the 12 constellations. And on the ring on the inside, you're going to have the gates. And this never changes. It's not like they are moving, the both, that the both wheels are moving. No, always, always, always in Cancer, you're going to have gate 15, 52, 39, 53, 62, and 56. Some of the gates are actually split. So they're going to be half Cancer, half Leo. So the sun is moving from Cancer. It's actually, everything is moving counterclockwise. So here the sun is in 62, and then it's going to be in 56, then it changes into Leo, 31. And here it's actually very interesting and important. We know that the 31, if you if you have gone into the 64 door, it's a precedent. It's very much a gate about leadership. The seven is also very much about leadership. So if you know anything about Leo, you're like, oh, that makes sense. It's that, it's that leadership energy in Leo. It likes to be on stage. The president has to stand and speak at the podium. So you're going to get another layer. You also get the layer of, of the element. It's fire. It's fixed fire. The president cannot just, tomorrow there is no fire. No, it's a president for at least four years. You know, the fire has to continue. So the way that you walk the wheel is that every every six days, and it's there are six lines in every 
in every hexagram. So every day you can say you go a line and there are 384 lines and 365 days. So some days you have a little bit more, you know, it's 5.7 days that it goes in a gate. And so it goes round. So, you know, my birthday is going to be in Taurus in gate two. That's the May 7th in the fourth day of, of gate two. And that's how, you know, that's how astrology is part of the system too. And then of course you can map it. You just take all the planets that are in here and you list them. And then with a the list, you take, okay, 62, let me color in 62 halfway through. 62, let me color it in halfway through. You don't go all the way. Then you take 61, color it in. You take 23, you color it in. And then in some places, you're going to see that you have two gates that meet, like Ashley was saying, 61 and 24. Okay, so then they are connecting a channel, which means head center is defined and Ashna center is defined. So somebody born on this day right now, we know they would have this mental projector definition from their personality side. But what we don't know is what was actually activated in the wheel three months ago. That would be on this side and that would create 13 more activations. So maybe they would actually connect the, who knows, the five and the 14 mm. and they would have they would have more than just this, this. But this would be part of somebody born right now. They would have And this, this energy, this energy is alive right now and the sun emits a, you see how it says astro HD neutrino conditioning weather? The neutrino stream is a really, really tiny, neutrinos are tiny particles that carry mass and the sun emits these these particles and they go and they travel through space and they travel through us and they travel through the planets. And so they're carrying this material. So um, this is what's activated. So all of us are experiencing this definition. It's it's going to influence our behavior. It's going to influence what happens in the collective because it's what's alive right now. And then you are interacting in what's alive in the cosmic soup of the neutrino stream. So you can follow very simply what the sun is activating and then it makes it okay. This is my this is my focus for today if you want to do that. And with Bella going into a lot of the details and we're in the we're in the gate of detail right now. So the energy is let's share all the details, right? You can tell with how this conversation has been going. Let's share all the freaking details. Um but with uh, with this, like there's so many aspects you can dive into. It's not just about the little snippet you get on the on the gate. It's like you can go into the astrology, you can go into the eaching, you can go into the gene keys. So that's kind of what we brought to the table is here's all these details. And then we made these uh, archetype courses where we speak about what is the, what is the ramifications of this being in Leo or or this having the hexagram of thunder over earth. Like, what does that mean? And then that's another investigation point, depending on how deep you want to go with this because some people they choose this as their avenue for getting to know themselves and so they're going to want to investigate and get all the details especially if they're a five one or a four one or a one three we're like yeah let's get into the depths of this and i want all the details you know um probably you know so yeah, yeah. so like um if you knew the, I guess, gate of each day, like you'd make more of a conscious effort to focus on that energy during that six-day period, so to speak. Is that the way that you would interact with it? So I would yeah. go with a more, I would go with a more tantric approach to life as opposed to concentration. Concentration mm -hmm. would be to focus on it. I would more allow it to come to you, allow you to to be surprised of how it comes to you. I'm sure it's going to come. Like right now, a client that both Ash and I have worked with, he's here now. It's his birthday today, or yesterday, in gate 62.5. It's also his Mercury and his Venus. He has that three times in his chart. And 
for me, what I see is that I don't even have to go look for it, but we want to stay like, I think that that's the, the, the beautiful thing to be, to be present with life because then it's going to show itself to you. And then sometimes, like Ash is saying, when you have when you have resistance to something, either it's going to be even more in your face, or it may be, you know, it's may it may be that you're actually really repressing it. And for me, I mean, this is just a little thing that doesn't really have to do with, but I think it does have to do with it. Because as for me, a theme in my life right now has been to live every day because it's worth it, you know? And I think that me having the daredevil several times when it's about purpose and it's about the purpose in the now, the individual is really the empowerment of the individual in the now. And that's been really so present for me. And what I, today, when I was going to come here, I was in the car and then I would have to reroute and it was going to take another hour to go because there are a lot of canals here in Florida. And what was, what had happened was an accident. And so I walked for 40 minutes, almost walked the whole way and the, all the cars were stopped. You couldn't, and I had to go barefoot because my feet to be on this podcast, to be on this podcast, to be on this podcast, it was six oh oh thirty, like six thirteen. And I told Ashley, I'm I'm in the car. I'm gonna have to <laughs> walk. I took off my flip flop and I walked the whole way in the very in the very uh, crossroads where you go into my building. There was a white fabric on the on the on the ground with blood on it, and there were one red car and one white car. And that's, that's the crossroads where I walk every day. And for me, like it was scary, but it was also just this confirmation. You, you live every single day and it has to be worth it because next time you don't know. Like, and for me, that's what I say about, about like, like I, can, I can see how the themes of my life and my presence and awareness in the moment is giving, it's giving me everything that I need. And that's the way I feel like Ashley is saying too, with the gene keys. It goes from that approach of concentration. I have to learn these gates. I have to understand the system. I want to work with my clients with the system until actually facing life, meeting life in every moment and be surprised and be in awe and be fascinated of how in a way we are passengers. The whole transmission of human design can boil down to the thing. We are passengers of this body and this body lives the soul. And when the mind can get let go and actually come down into, into the form, that's when we can we can be happy passengers of what this mystery is with this game, this matrix, whatever you want to call it. And that's also when the heart can come online again, because when the head gets to go first, it's really the heart that doesn't really go first. And here, Jerasimus, I just want to say, you know, part of the true body intelligence work and Bob Cooley's work, it's also about structurally changing the body so that actually, you know, you kind of have the posture so that the heart can lead. So for me, there are so many ways of, of doing this. And I hate to see when human design and genius become another thing to focus on and concentrate on instead of actually the embodiment of who you are and becoming a passenger in this mystery and this magic of what it is to be human right now on, in the world. Awesome. Very well said. And I think that's what we've lost more than anything is the mystery of this entire experience, you know? Like we talk about conspiracy. It's not the greatest conspiracy of all. Who am I? What am I doing here? What is this form? You know? Um, and for me, these these systems can definitely reconnect you to that, to that mystery because you realize there is purpose. There's something like that you actually it's not it's it's not fully knowable, but there's an underlying purpose which can be felt. 
And once you really tap into that, you do see that you do see it flourish in your life, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And we can enter these systems through the mind, which our mind is the thing that is, like Bella said, it's like surrender to the body, surrender to the soul. And a lot of us can, I know for me, I'm a five one, fifth lines are very mental. I entered this very mentally and it took years for me to finally walk it. I was like, yeah, I understand it. I get it. But did I live it? Did I walk it? No, not really. I didn't have a felt sense of it. And I think how much fucking permission do you need to be yourself? It's like, that's what the mind is wanting. It's like, am I getting it right? Am I getting it wrong? It like lives in duality. And then finally you're like, oh my God, do I need to dig any deeper? No, no, you don't. It, it comes to a point where you transcend all of these systems and you just fucking live your life and you just go about it. And you're like, I am me. And, and you know your soul's compass and you just live it and walk it in the world. And it's like when you bump up against another person, you're not getting knocked over because you have core stability. You have your anchoring, you have your root in, in yourself instead of in these systems or in outer authority or whatever it is yeah. we've 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 gotten through it you know yeah it's it's definitely it's grounding knowledge you know people come to these systems they think it's like woo woo or out there etc but more than anything it's it's about embodiment right yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's where it. you end up you end up there if you don't stay in the mental gymnastics of of the concepts and the details and how deep can i go and then yeah I think a surrender comes at some point or another where you kind of sink back into the body and the form. Mm. I mean, that's been my experience, you know, over the years of, of, of um, dabbling, I say dabbling, of learning human design and, and really trusting strategy and authority. Now, I haven't gotten into, into gene keys, but it changed my life. I mean, it really did. And when I found out I was an emotional authority, it was like, what? <laughs> okay, cool. Like, like those moments where I was like, life is falling apart. Like, I don't know what to do right now. It's just like, like when I would have those moments, I'm like, it's cool. Like tomorrow I'll probably feel different and I don't need to make a decision right now. And I could just trust that and, and just allow myself to, yeah. to just ride the waves, like to imagine myself, like, yeah, I'm like a surfer. And, Surfers, and everything for sure. Changed everything. And like, like I don't, I don't get so, what? Before you recognize that, you assume everyone's having the same experience. You assume everything's everyone's going through the same motions of of, of decision making, but it's obviously not, not the case, you know. Yeah, I tried. I wanted to do 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 and, and try a lot harder. When, and then when I realized, even waiting to respond, like just I just did a lot less. And all of a sudden, I just get an email, I get a phone call. Like, hey, do you want to do this thing? Do you want to jump on this podcast? Do you want to? And I'm just like, all right. And then I just go, you know, let me just wait it out a little bit. Like, I feel like it's a yes right now, but I know that it. I need to wait it out. And then like the next day or two days later, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do this. You know, and that's something with, we kind of have ways of speaking to people. We have learned so that they understand it. So with emotional authorities, often it's like, you get to be a diva. You don't have to give a response right away. You know, or if you have an open ego, you don't have to promise anything. You just can say, this is my intention. Uh, or, you know, third lines, they're kind of weird animals. That's something that we all often say, like, they don't live by an agenda. They kind of throw consistency out of the window and they are happier. So I feel like it's also something about when, when, like Ashley's saying, you have a felt sense of the system, the way that you can have a conversation with somebody actually can, can come, have them come back to themselves faster than if they would read all the books and would do all the things, you know. So there, there are, not that there are shortcuts, but I feel that there are ways when you, when you live with the systems and you can use also sometimes 
I believe that it's easier with some people to kind of go into the jinkies and say, this is your hero's journey. And part of what Ashley was saying before, like I weave them through that, maybe they had a really, really hard childhood. And I, that's, I, I have to go right into that period between zero and seven years old when you're when all of your cell imprints are still there like you can you can think what you want or you can try to feel something else but everything is there in the cell memories so then that's the way to go so for me I feel like that's what we have that's the magic also of unlock your design we have a method of weaving but there is also a lot of intuition of saying okay you know we don't know before we have a session with somebody or even a first time reading or even a recorded reading there's just something that goes through the vessel of who Ash and I who we are and also I believe our openness open head and ashna open emotional like a lot of the things that are going through other people's heads or their emotions it's part of what's going to be bring brought through because that is what often is taking too much energy or creating too much turmoil for them to really even feel who they are I know with nothing in my emotional center you know I was I'm an only child to two parents that are both emotional mm. like my whole life I've been like kind of, you know, on the roller coaster of somebody else's wave, trying to fix the wave as a fourth line as well, wanting everybody to be friends. And then the not self of that emotional center, you know, avoiding the conflict, trying to mediate between my Swedish mom and my Spanish dad. Like it was exhausting. And still today I can find myself in those situations where I'm that kind of diplomat or mediator when actually, you know, there is something more beautiful when I when I use that ability to feel into to the emotional you know world that's there for somebody and I can kind of bring it through in wisdom instead of like in my own avoidance of trying to like avoid to feel that bad or amplify amplify that so much in myself mm. so I mean it, it's a way of getting to know your unconscious as well so to speak right because i mean particularly you mentioned there's in in, in gene keys the certain spheres that highlight different age periods you know if someone experienced traumas or triggers um that that occurred in that period you know this information kind of bring about a remembrance of what that was of what needs to be brought to the light absolutely and we're working towards like you don't even necessarily have to go back in childhood as long as you're conscious and aware that life is bringing you exactly what you need in the now and you're you're arriving at completion sometimes sometime, some way when you have that conscious awareness of the, when the trauma happened it repeats itself if you had something in the sq in the second year of the sq it's going to repeat in the second year of the eq and the second year of the iq it's going to have the same flavor and our cells turn over after seven years and and ross says it takes seven years to you know to to live out your experiment because that's how long it takes you to kind of like get on this new program you know your cells need to have that that programmed into their dna and i think that if we just live life every every day we're going to arrive with more maturity more evolution every day and we're going to reach completion that's what the hero's journey is there's always a resolution there's always a retribution there's always something that makes us feel good about oh yes and if we don't guess what we're going to die we're going to look back and be like oh wow i could have done that differently but i didn't know so so I think that's the drama that we live in. It's like, play your character, play your character well. And there's going to be points where you have to answer the call to the hero's journey, journey where maybe you have to go back into your darkness um, yeah. or you have to fight the good fight. And then the purpose is, I think, for wholeness and coming home to yourself. Yeah. Definitely. Because like, particularly when, you know, we talk, we how we bring these systems into parenting for obviously 99% of it, 99% of us weren't raised with parents that were aware of human design or gene keys. And so we were conditioned to be raised, you know, in the antipathy 
to our type, so to speak, particularly like generators being raised as manifestors and living their whole lives in this frustration and this angst and wondering, you know, why is this the case? Um, can you talk a little bit about Ashley, how it's influenced your parenting? Oh man. In the beginning, when I got these systems, I made like this super thick binder of everyone in my family and like all the details of it and I really wanted to like make sure everyone was living their design and over time I realized like leave the kids alone just leave them alone stop trying to make them a certain way it's about the parents deconditioning themselves because we're the ones we're we're the ones conditioning our our kids you know and I'm starting to see just let them go on their path trust that they can make their way on their path and the more hands-off we can be with the kind of gentle guidance in a way is the best and I I mean I struggle with that as a parent I see them going into the shadows and I'm like oh man oh man oh man but (laughs) I I don't know. It's just for me to know who they are. So I don't try to keep putting them into boxes. And I think that as a parent, especially with, I have four kids and I had to get to this place of overwhelm where I'm like, I just got to surrender and let go because I can't micromanage and control all these little beings. So like here, develop on your own. Um, No, but it is important for us to know ourselves so that we are not um, in our, in, in, our in our detriments and in our shadows around our kids because we're conditioning and that we're in a way teaching them how it is to be in a certain expression like say we share something and I have I don't have the 21 but say I have the 21 as control authority and valor and gene keys and maybe the kid has it too but they're learning from a super hyper controlling mom and parent what it is to be in the state of control but not to be in the higher expression so the more we can just be the lighthouses for the higher expression they're going to get it they're going to figure it out Um, but when they don't have that that's where the conditioning happens because they're being conditioned by the shadow instead of conditioned by the gift. You see what I'm saying? So, and the same thing with the openness, like being around emotional parents. Like if you have, if you had zero emotional competency and understanding, you'd be projecting your emotions on everybody. And they'd feel like I got to carry daddy's emotions because he's like, even if you don't want to talk about it, they still feel it. It's like walking on eggshells around the person who's like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know who they're going to be today because I don't know if they're happy or mad. And is it because of me? It's like, we just need to be with our emotions and accept them and communicate them and know how to parent ourselves. And in that we teach our kids too how to, how to be sovereign and and individuals in themselves. Yeah. Laissez-faire, hands off. Yeah. No, I agree. I love that. We can definitely get to a place of trying to micromanage, you know, by trying to figure out, understand everyone's specific design and, 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 and all the rest of it. But ultimately, you know, like everyone's on their own individuation process. The unfolding is taking place. Um, and I mean, the wisdom is only truly theirs when they discover it for themselves, you know, so to speak, if we try to, even if we know these concepts, we try to tell a child, this is what you are, this is how you need to respond, this is what you need to do. They're more likely to, to, to shy away from who they actually are in some cases, perhaps. Yeah. And, and I mean, you guys know, like, it's always better to go through ourselves and have someone tell us because if grandma, if grandma tells you like, oh, don't do that, because if you do that, it's, you're going to fail. It's going to be horrible. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Okay, grandma. And then you go and do it. And you're like, oh my gosh, I should listen to grandma. Doesn't matter. You didn't have the experience. You can't just like take someone's word for it. Sometimes you're here to live that out. You know, yeah. doesn't matter what grandma says. I mean, she is the, like, like, um, 
Right, Joel, you are six two. At some point or another, you're going to be that like wisdom keeper that comes off the roof to kind of share. I've been through it, and I've observed this, and here's the wisdom of it. You know, and that's why we kind of notice those people. It's like, oh, look at that guy. He came off the mountain. I wonder what he. What I wonder what he saw up there. Like, hmm. they're gonna they're gonna get noticed for the way that they walk in the world. You know, I think as children, we need role models and mentors. That's what we need. And as a 5-1, I wanted that so badly. And um, I grew up with parents that were emotionally immature. And I am still navigating the emotional realm. But it was so enlightening to know that I was an open emotional authority with the 6 and the 36 as the only things in there. And so it was conflict and turbulence. And so I was trying to manage all of that, you know. Um, to be the diplomat and to not, not to, to walk on eggshells because the fifth line has the projection field. So I was like, who do I need to be? Who do I need to be to be safe? Who do they want me to be? Who do you want? What do you want me to say? How do you want me to act? Oh, oh, there's power in sexuality. Maybe I can use that because then they can't take anything from me or, or, or attack me or whatever. It's like I found ways to manipulate. And the fifth one, the five ones can be really manipulative. But that's because there's a projection field and we kind of don't want to be burned at the stake. And we kind of we I don't know. There's so many different different yeah. reasons why we take on the the traits that we do. I know for me, I I was I tended to go into people pleasing mm. and like people pleasing, but like not like, oh, I'll do whatever you say. It was more like. I'm still in control of who I get to be, but I'm going to be who I like. I'm going to read you first and be that, but you're not going to tell me who to be. It was crazy, but <laughs> that, it's wild. that resonates. That resonates for sure. I, I'm a recovering people pleaser for sure. We kind of went all over the place, didn't we? <laughs> I love it. I think, I think our audience is going to really dig this. And um, it just highlights like there's so much to explore. There's so much to, to learn as well. I mean, again, uh, as a one line, I just love, I love learning. So I also had a binder of like a hundred human design charts of everyone that I came across in my life. Cause I was just like, so curious, um, who, who everyone was and, and, um, yeah. I mean, I think that with us, there is something important in the sense of aliveness because I've seen, I've seen over the years, I feel like there has been a bit of dryness and, and sarcasm in the human design community. And I have stopped to be in those groups because I could feel like people were even mean and they would use their human design to say, you know, I'm, I'm fucked up this way. Or like, oh no, I'm entitled to be fucked up this way because I'm a manifesting generator and I'm angry. And this uh. second line, you know, it, it would use, they would use their design to not be nice people. And I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. And, and then in the Jinky community, what Ashley was saying too, it's very, it's a lot about contemplation and it's a lot about patience, I would say. Richard Rudd has the fifth gate or the fifth jink in his purpose, and that is patience. So there is something where he's kind of <laughs> pushing his patience on, on people for good or for bad. And, and I have seen a lot of people kind of speaking with that very heart-centered view in the Jinky community, but 10 years later, I feel like, okay, there is that love, but where's what's changing in your life? How can I see that you're actually, like you were, you guys were saying that you're living the best you and the most authentic you and that you're, you know, expressing your legacy in the world like Ashley would, would express it. Um, 
So I have not seen that much change in, in some parts and some people of the, of the Jinky community. And what I feel, how I feel on Love Your Design is different or, or Ash, what Ash and I are bringing on also to this podcast. There's this aliveness. And sometimes we are going to speak in 120 kilometers per hour or whatever with a weird accent. Or, you know, Ashley sometimes with her open throat, even like it's going to speak like one of you guys. You know, there, there is something of like aliveness and pacing. And I feel it's all about inquiring, inner inquiry. But I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, you know, contemplation. And like there is something with us that the energy is a little bit different. And I feel like a lot of people have come into our community too. And there is some friction sometimes. And there's, but there's also this honesty that we have and this kind of, yeah, the honesty that's there. And some people are not going to resonate. We have had a lot of people too, especially like in the inner circle that come in that wanted to collaborate. It's fast paced. Like that's where the third person that Ashley was mentioning who came, who actually brought us together. It's like it was too fast paced of what was what was in between us, and even the way we work on an everyday basis. It's a lot of of WhatsApp voice messages to kind of run a company or run a school or run an academy. Um, so I feel it's really about energy. Do you resonate with this energy? Do you feel like it's too much? <laughs> you know, then maybe go and and do a course with just the jinkies first. Like, uh, yeah, I, I really feel like as a four six, it's about finding your allies. And it's about, about finding other people that you resonate with and that you actually can see as role, mo- role models or that you can see a joint vision with. That's who. That's kind of what, how we are brought together. And I believe that, as we said in the beginning, the world is changing. We have to be ourselves. And we also have to feel into the people that are on that same fractal, the people we resonate with, the people we're fascinated by, the people we can be friends with, the people we can laugh with. Like, who's on your fractal? Who is... Who are these people? And like, you know, it's old to say, yeah, the five people you spend the most time with, that's how you become. Yeah, but even more now, I think on a on an even more cellular level, we're going to be more and more impacted by each other. So I don't even, in some way, I don't even think it's super important what of all the details that are there that came through today, but really to feel in to your energy, you know, what what did, what does this awaken in your in your solar plexus or in your belly or in your mind, you know, what what's 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 poked in you. Mm. Uh, and I think that that's that's a, that's kind of how we can walk through life too. Okay, what did I get inspired by? What did I get a little bit triggered by? But there's something here to scratch because there's something deeper. Like that's curiosity of a child. Oh, something stirred in me. Okay, I want to I want to go and explore. I feel like that's a very good way of of actually walking in the world right now. Yeah, I mean, curiosity, in my opinion, is like obviously deeply connected to intuition, you know, so to speak. So if if someone heard something or resonated with something, like that's how we live our lives, right? Something sparked an interest, and that's the cue that we get, and we go, we explore that path, so to speak, and we discover what we discover, and we continue from there. Um, yeah. Yeah, All right, guys. I think, uh, okay. No, go. Okay. So we can keep going. No, I was just going to say when you talk about finding the people that you align with and how it comes about, and even, you know, I've said this before, but Joel and I and how we connected, it just, I just, he's a brother. I mean, I've known him for what, 15 months now, and he's a brother, you know, and, and we get to create what we're creating um, with the podcast and with our group coaching program and everything else. And um, in the last few years, too, I've, I've met some of the most incredible people. Um, some of my closest friends I've met in the last two years and, um, and, and back to what, I don't know who was saying it in, in the, in the beginning, I think it might've been you, Ashley, 
Um, but oh, I just lost my train of thought. The train left without you. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, oh well, maybe it'll come to me another time. <laughs> it's okay. It happens all the time. <laughs> it'll yeah. come back when it needs to, and we'll we'll be done with the podcast. And you'll be like, oh, that's what, it's yeah, for you. It's not for anyone else. That's probably what it is. Like, so. nope, that's for you. Let it come when it comes organically. <laughs> At the beginning, um, you mentioned a shift taking place in 2027. Can you guys talk briefly about what that is? Oh, my. Yeah, actually, mm. let me give you a visual representation of it. And that goes back as well to when I was saying we go from a first-line reality to sixth-line reality. That is the shift in in terms of the, the theme or the flavor of what life, you know, the program, the matrix is going to be like. And now Ash is kind of showing us <laughs> even with let's, a visual. Let's channel this energy now. <laughs> I love it. This is half of your cross, Joel, like the 55 and the 59. Like, and well, yeah, never mind. That's in the body. So that's a second line for you. It's gonna be six, it's gonna be a six-line reality. <sighs> Which Bella went through all the lines and stuff, but it is about about individuation. It is about, you know. Uh, are you anchored into yourself? Like, do you feel free? So like, think about the, the 55 victimization to freedom, the 59, um, what's the shadow? dishonesty to transparency, you know, and then we have the 20, which is superficiality to presence. And then we have the 34, which is force to majesty and strength. So we can be living out force superficiality like busy 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 little bees with no awareness like how quickly can I scurry around here like doing the things I need to do or worrying about like how am I gonna how am I gonna get the food where's the money why are gas prices seven dollars like just worry worry all over the place and and busyness um with the 55 of victimization and the 59 of um dishonesty yeah I keep not saying that oh the 59 is just wanting to to poke me again right now uh, yeah, but in the higher expression, there's this 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 freedom, and I feel like truth and freedom go hand in hand. And when you know the truth of your soul, you can finally feel free and live that freedom in the world. And when you rise above these power dynamics, we're not perpetuating the victim, persecutor, savior triangle. We've risen above it, and we are empowered in ourselves. And we're not needing to 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 throw the ball back and forth in this low frequency dance. We actually get to come together in wholeness. The freedom is sovereignty and individuation where it's like, I see you, you see me, we can be, we can be ourselves. And I don't need to force you to conform because, you know, when we have all the masses, homogenization is what keeps the powers that be in power, because it's like, how can we make them sheep to make them do what we want versus all these individuals walking around with their own trajectory, their own path, their own truth. That's why homogenization happened with the industrial revolution. How can we get people into the factories to make the things that we need? Oh yeah. Let's like indoctrinate them and like homogenize them and and manipulate them. And I mean, MK Ultra and all these things that are like behind the scenes, who knows what the hell they're doing with the media and, and the, the, whatever they're throwing at us. It's just, you can't be touched when you come from this place of sovereignty and freedom in yourself. Even if you're in a jail, you can still have that sense of peace and freedom. It doesn't matter. That can't be taken from you. Um, and that's what makes the victim is when you feel something can be taken from you. So mm -hmm. it's really about getting busy, getting to know yourself versus getting busy surviving. Are you busy striving or are you busy thriving? Yeah, and I'll just adding that. to that, 
Shawshank. That destruction. Yeah, yeah, get busy living or get busy dying. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, it's one of my favorite. Real quickly, before I forget, I remembered what it was that I that I wanted to say. Put it on and, the table. <laughs> yeah, and it was that we. I think you had said earlier about um, people that have been early in the, in the episode. People are struggling, or people that know themselves. I find the people that are what you were just saying now. The people who are, are know themselves, that are connected to their soul, connected to who they are, have been thriving these last few years, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and those are the people that I've been wanting to connect with. And I've been, my wife and I have been building community here in Topanga. And it's just like with everything happening, it's like people are thriving amidst the chaos because they're living from their hearts. They're living from a place of deep self-knowledge, not living from a place of fear. And it's beautiful to witness. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is kind of the main thing. You're not going to be able to rely on outside structures anymore. And you're, by coming into our own individuality and creating a new interdependence, not a dependence upon structure or something that we think we're entitled to. No, it's the sixth line is really what Ashley was saying. When you have lived through a lot of experiences, what did you learn? And how can you walk now as the best example of yourself, having that wisdom of what life gave you so far? So relying on your inside ability, your inside strength and creating an interdependence with people. And when I hear you speak to your with that kind of creating new communities and with people that are on your fractal, I feel like that's the way of doing it. That's going to be our, in a way, not really safety net, but that's going to be what, what allows us to thrive because we are we're one organism. It's one earth. So of course we're going to, it's not that we're disconnected. Individuality doesn't mean disconnection. Individuality means that we are connecting in a way that is a win-win that's beneficial for everybody. Not that we're taking from some and giving to others. No. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we see it manifesting externally all around us. People are realizing more and more that we can't rely on these systems and these structures that are built around us for truth, for freedom, for individuality. And so people are being forced to reclaim their power. They're being forced to discover themselves. They're being forced to walk authentic paths to break down the systems, come back to the most local foundational level and rebuild relationships based on true sovereignty as as opposed to victimization, guilt, resentment, obligation. I mean, to me, just based on what I hear and what I see, it's it's pretty obvious. All right. Do we have any any final words from either of you before we wrap this one up? Actually, your open throat. What's the what's the conclusion that's more like manifesting your open throat? <laughs> I don't know what what it just goes back to is just knowing yourself and mastering yourself and it's sharing that with the world it's not enough to just be in your bubble and you're oh i'm me what what's your legacy once you know who you are you know where you're going what are you leaving on this earth so when you die it stays whether it be what you're teaching the children or or what you're actually creating or if these podcast episodes live forever after you die like what's here that you've left that makes the world better you know than it was Hmm. Beautifully said. Thank you both so much for your time. Thank you for your work. I mean, the archetypes are extremely potent. I, in fact, discovered them before I even knew that you guys were connected. I found my way to, to your website um, and discovered the powerhouse and Gene Key 14. And there was, there was some there was some recommendations or um, I can't remember whether it was, um, you know, what are three things that you feel like you've done right in your life? was one of the things that were recommended as a kind of mantra or an exercise to support um, that archetypes. There's great exercises connected to them as well. 
which I found deeply beneficial. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thanks to everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time. Take- real quickly, real quickly though, can you, can you all just yes. kind of share like anything you want to share about any like courses, how to, how to best find you. I mean, we'll have yeah. all your links below, but, um, just yeah. Share it with our. Yeah. Our well, I figured, I figured our, our work is the archetype work and I know Bella won't care if I do this, but I figure for anybody listening, we can give you guys a coupon code to any of the archetype courses. Cause that's even a deeper discovery. So maybe in, in honor of the cross of the sleeping Phoenix, we give you 55% off so that we can liberate people into freedom. So if you want to get any of the archetype courses, they're normally $55 to get that um, embodiment course with the teaching, all the extra information. So we'll give you 55% off for those courses for however many you want to get. doesn't matter. <laughs> we're, we're, we're generous in a way. We just want people to know themselves. So um, yeah. And we'll give you that link. It's academy.unlockyourdesign.com or you can just go to unlockyourdesign.com and look at the archetypes. We have the free resources are, there's a lot of information in there. And then the the paid courses, there's a lot of exercise. There's a lot of, there's the teaching. There's, it just goes into the depth of everything. So if you want more, we got everything in one place there with an expanded explanation of it and exercises. Amazing. Thank you so much. And how can people take advantage of the offer that you just made? Um, I'll put the code truth. That's okay. what you'll type in since that's your guys' podcast. So right. truth will be the code and you and with truth you get freedom. So fifty-five percent percent off. <laughs> I, love I love it. it. Very generous. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much. So it's so nice to to share some time with both of you. Uh really appreciated everything you had to say and uh excited to just keep moving forward uh through this life. Yeah. Thank you. All right, everyone. Take care. Smoke and mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a the time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms, cause they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean. Fast forward an evolution to a place where we can share that confusion. Yeah, 450 BC, I'm sharing tea with confusion.